Today's episode is brought to you by Kid Rock's Fake Ass Honky Tonk and Rock and Roll Steakhouse. Located in red hot downtown Nashville, Tennessee, Kid Rock's Fake Ass Honky Tonk and Rock and Roll Steakhouse has six bars, five floors, four stages, and one asshole. The venue can hold almost 2,000 morons. The food sucks, but the portions are huge. The music is shit, but it is really loud. So come on down to Kid Rock's Fake Ass Honky Tonk and Rock and Roll Steakhouse. Only God knows why. All right, let's turn it up. From the Florida border up to Nashville, Tennessee, this is Skinnerd Reconsidered, the only podcast where I review every single Leonard Skinnerd song. I want to start out today, I, I hate to dwell on this, but um, I do want to apologize not only to last season's Clarence, but also to this season's first episode Clarence, because once again, I thought it had gotten as bad as it could, and then we had the last episode, Don't Ask Me No Questions, which was a great song. And we failed the song because the audio is just awful. I don't know what's going on with Clarence. We're still out here in California. He goes out all night long, and then he sleeps all day while I'm off at work. He only wakes up to stare at me when we're recording the podcast. His behavior is unacceptable. And this audio in the last episode is unacceptable. I think I figured out the problem. I took it upon myself to figure out the problem. And I can guarantee you right now, the simple man guarantees that I will not release another episode that sounds like that. I'm not saying it's going to sound great, but it won't be like that again. So thanks for hanging in there with me. Clarence, you are on thin ice, friend. Very thin ice. But enough about Clarence. He's not going to bring me down today because I'm in a great mood. I'm very excited because we got a good one today. Today's episode is working for MCA. And I was thinking about this song, and to me, this is the real, the true Southern Pride song. For a lot of people, it's Sweet Home Alabama, which I like okay, but I got into my reasons why I had some issues with Sweet Home Alabama a few episodes back. And to me, working for MCA is the real Southern Pride song. And when I say Southern Pride, I don't mean in that weird way, not the bad way. But what I hear in this song is Ronnie reacting to the tendency of people in this country, still today, to dismiss Southerners or anyone with a Southern accent as dumb. And let me just tell you, Freebirds, I've lived in the South my entire life, and I've done some research on this, and it turns out that only 79% of Southerners are stupid. But that's actually better than the national stupidity average of 82%. So there you go. That's from the National Board of Human Stupidity. Look it up. But those are cold, hard numbers. You can't argue with that. I think you'll see what I mean about the lyrics as we take a listen. And guys, I just can't wait any longer. Let's get into it. Freebirds, I am very excited to play for you today. Working for MCA. All right, before we get in too deep, I'm going to stop right there. 
because my only complaint about this entire song just happened. I don't care for the growl. I don't really understand that. This is such a badass rock song with so much swagger. You don't need to actually growl to announce that you're about to rock the world and call out your record label. But that's a minor quibble. I love the guitar work throughout this song, and I love how it starts off with a bang. So let me start it back up again. Oh, and I think I forgot to mention, by the way, this song was written by Ronnie Van Zant and Ed King. Ed King contributing some pretty great songs as a songwriter in addition to all his great guitar work. All right, let's start it over and I'll shut up. Catch that? From the Florida border up to Nashville, Tennessee. Alright, I'm loving this song. It's a great riff to start the song. I think that's probably Alan Collins. He was the main rhythm guitar player for the band, but of course he could also solo too. I don't know, maybe you've heard of a song called Freebird. But let's look at the lyrics. He refers to Mr. Yankee Slicker. He's saying he worked in every honky-tonk, and along came Mr. Yankee Slicker saying maybe, You what I want. You. Overdue. So who's he talking about? He's talking about Al Cooper. Al Cooper, we discuss all the time because he really was a, an important part of the first few Skinner albums. And the reference here is that Al Cooper was the one who essentially discovered Skinnerd. Al Cooper had already had a lot of success, as we've detailed in the past. And he moved to Atlanta in 1972, saw Skinnerd in concert, and was blown away. And the rest is history, Freebirds. Let's take another look at the lyrics because I love this verse. Ronnie sings $9,000, that's all we could win. But we smiled at the Yankee slicker with a big old southern grin. You're going to take me out to California, going to make me a superstar. Just pay me all my money and maybe you won't get a scar. So first, I love how specific it is, $9,000, because you know 
he's telling you exactly what happened. And that's what's great about Ronnie's lyrics. And then the next line, he's talking about the Yankee slicker again. And you get the feeling that Ronnie doesn't trust this guy yet, this Yankee slicker. He doesn't trust the music business. But he's smart enough to play along and give a big old southern grin to him. At the same time, he's skeptical. He's saying, you're going to take me out and make me a superstar. And Ronnie's saying, just make sure you give me all the money you owe me. And maybe you won't get a scar. So give me all the money you owe me, and then maybe you won't get a scar. You still might, but I'll consider not giving you a scar. So you got a cool solo from Billy Powell there on the Rockin' 88s. And now get ready for some great stuff from Gary and Ed. Come on, guys. Two great guitar solos, one from Gary, one from Ed, and then a nice drum fill back into the awesome riff from Alan. That's how three amazing guitar players get together, share the stage, share the studio, and make it all work. It's interesting to me, sometimes I have a hard time telling the difference between Gary and Ed and Alan. To me, I'm not sure that any of them had a distinct sound. They all kind of did what was right for the song and blended together. And I would say that's a positive. Maybe if it was a normal band and you just had the one great guitar player, then it would sound very distinct and become a, a sound that we all recognize. But what I like about this solo is the two guitar solos do sound pretty different. They have a very different tone and it works perfectly. And then back into the awesome riff. And now back into the awesome song. I'll sign my contract, baby, and I want you people to know that every penny that I make, I'm going to see where my money goes. I'm convinced. I wouldn't doubt Ronnie on that. And I love the fact that he's on this record label. MCA is his record label, and they're releasing a song that is basically a caution to the record label saying, do not mess with us. He didn't just mention it in a meeting they might have had, or he didn't send a letter. 
from his lawyer. He recorded an entire song about it. Working for MCA. Or is MCA working for Skinnerd? Who knows after that song? I know that in this song today I sound like a complete fanboy. I got a really great message from a listener that I appreciated because he had some issues with certain ratings or comments of mine, but he said, hey, that's that's what it's all about. Difference of opinions. I still love the show. But the rest of the world could adapt the mentality, the rest of this country at least, of this great free bird out there, this Skinner reconsidered listener. It's okay to disagree. On the other hand, I've had a lot of listeners who check out after the first episode. I mentioned the Confederate flag and, and certain things I don't care for when it comes to Skinner, and they're out of there immediately. They don't appreciate my takes, and that's fine too. But pretty cool if you can listen along and disagree and still enjoy it. But this guy actually said he appreciated the fact that I wasn't a fanboy, his word, uh, as he expected, and it made him enjoy it more. It's good for that guy, and good for me. But I hope I didn't disappoint that listener because I'm a fanboy here today. I really like this song. This is one of the first songs that I started listening to uh, a few years back before I was really thinking about Skinner very much. Certainly wasn't thinking about doing this podcast And I returned to working for MCA and really enjoyed it. So I'm definitely going to rate it. But first, our sponsor today is Kid Rock's Fake Ass Honky Tonk and Rock and Roll Fake House. Steakhouse, I'm sorry. Not Fake House, Steakhouse. My mistake. Are you tired of all the authentic, historic, and locally owned venues, restaurants, and bars that are taking over Nashville, Tennessee? Do you want a place with a fresh vibe with no pressure to speak to anyone because you couldn't possibly be heard over the music? Then come on down to Kid Rock's Fake Ass Honky Tonk and Rock and Roll Steakhouse and bring your appetite. Try our special, the Phony Bologna, a 36-ounce cut of bologna grilled to perfection and served alongside our Rock Mock Mashed Potatoes, which taste just like real mashed potatoes, but are actually nutritious cauliflower, seasoned with the salty tears of real country and rock and roll musicians. And this month only, tell them Skinner Reconsidered sent you and get the ultimate collectible absolutely free. A bag of Kid Rock's Hepatitis, signed by the kid himself. Kid Rock's fake-ass honky-tonk and rock and roll steakhouse. Only God knows why. Before we rate the song, let's take a look-see over at songmeanings.com. There aren't a lot of comments for this song, which makes me sad, but let's take a look at a couple of the ones that we do have. 
First one says, wow, this is a great song. Personally, I think it's kind of a biography about how they got famous. That's from Synth Shadow, who spelled kind of as one word, K-I-N-D-O-V, one word, kind of. I guess Synth Shadow is kind of right about that. Let's take a look at the next one from Hey Jude 55, McCartney guy. And he or she says, this song rocks and has a kick-ass, and I mean kick-ass, all caps, kick-ass, keyboard solo. I don't necessarily disagree with that. A lot more to say about the song, but you do you, Hey Jude 55. You clearly enjoy the piano. Your Hey Judes and whatnot. The next comment is from capital X, lowercase x, free bird, lowercase x, capital X, who says, Skinner wrote this song for the night they were to play for the MCA executives. When they played it, they blew the executives away and got a record deal right off. They always open their concerts with it. A badass song. That might actually be a pretty good comment. I have heard tell of this story of Skinner playing it for the MCA executives. I don't know if that's true. Kind of sounds like folklore to me, but it might be the case. Who knows? Either way, it is a badass song. You're right. Capital X, lowercase x, free bird, lowercase x, capital X. But let's delay no further. Let's get to my rating. Should be pretty clear by now that this song is a winner for me. I'm going to give Working for MCA by Leonard Skinnerd. I'll be honest, free birds. I've flirted with five Skinners on this one. But I'm going to go... 4.9 Skinners for Working for MCA, the highest rating in the history of Skinner Reconsidered with the exception of Freebird. Wow. This is a pretty historical moment. Before we check out, let's go to the dad review where my dad reviews every single Leonard Skinner song. Asked him about Working for MCA and haven't looked at it yet, so I'm opening it up now and let's see what dad has to say about it. Dad says, like the explosive way the song starts. Exactly, Dad. About the trials and travails of trying to get established as a band. How many groups or individuals could be singing similar songs about trying to make the breakthrough? All very true. And now Dad's rating, 2.5. Ugh. Makes me want to growl. 2.5, Dad? That's, uh... Surprising review. Dad, are you trying to make a fool out of me? Because I keep saying that you love Skinnerd and that's why I'm doing this podcast. You know, these songs that you're rating so low, you played them for me over and over again throughout my childhood. I'm sorry, Dad, I'll give you a call. We'll discuss this off air. Well, that's probably enough for today. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. That would be awesome. Would just totally change my life if you would do that. You can always email us at skinnerdreconsidered at gmail.com if you'd like to have a more lengthy conversation or some private, rude input. That's welcome. No problem here, free birds. So Clarence has fallen asleep, and it's probably about time for me to turn in as well. We will see you next time when we review another 
great Skinnerd song with great lyrics. It's called The Ballad of Curtis Lowe. But until then, I must be traveling on. <laughs>